Hello? Okay, that's a little bit better. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bold Expressions. Today I have two very special guests with me. Uh, my pastor, Michael Franks, and the lovely lady, lady Lily Franks. Um, as you all know, uh, a lot of times I will, I will be the first one to let you know that I don't know everything. Most of this is about me talking about things that I think about. And so with this particular subject or a couple subjects, I wanted to get uh, some people who know more than me. I don't, um, even with interactions with people I have online. Uh, most recently, I talked to somebody. They said they would embarrass me about something. And my response was, the only thing you can really do is inform me about something that I don't already know. And why would I not want that? Why would I not want to be educated on something that I supposedly don't know about? So um, I, I I want to talk to you. I've I've listened to um a couple of you guys are good i'm just going to bring something so that this can sit more in between us that can hopefully pick you up better so um a lot of things regarding um people's interpretation of the church and interpretation of what is a pastor's response and a pastor's um, a pastor's responsibility um, one one of the shows I like I like to listen to I think I talked to you about this before during Bible study um, is one guy he had a um, he's had bad experiences with pastors as a child. And so he let that color um, every other decision he had. Um, my wife and I talked about this before when I, uh, uh, confirmation bias. You already think and feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. So everything that you see reinforces what you already think. Yes. Um, so I guess the first question would be, um, do you feel that pastors or leaders in the church are placed how, how can I put this do you think that you all are put in a position to where you can't be as I was saying earlier real people that mm -hmm. you're just pastor and that if you do anything because um, the guy um, on their their podcast is uh, Righteous and Ratchet He's like, because everybody's a little bit righteous <laughs> And everybody's a little bit ratchet. He's like, nobody's all the one or the other. And uh, there's this pastor, John Gray. He bought his wife a Lamborghini truck. And uh, the one guy, Doughboy, was like, he's like, you know, he's up here. He's like, you know, I don't feel good with me paying my tithe and him doing this. And Kev, you know, had to put him on blast. And I'm like, well, you don't go to this church. He's like, you, you're not paying tithe. So what are you, what are you upset about? He's like, it just looks wrong. And Kev had to point out, he's like, okay, but he has a show that has like been on for four seasons. He has book deals. He has other things, other streams of revenue, right, outside of church. He's like, but for some people, it doesn't matter if he does have all these things. They're still going to look at it as, oh, he has, 
he's using my money to to do this and that. And he's like, okay, so you know, he's bad. he's spending like a two hundred thousand dollars for this, even if he does have that money. He said, okay, so what? He said, for you, what would be a good car for him to buy his wife? <laughs> he's like, well, uh, uh, you know, he's like, well, a Lexus, Lexus are fine. He's like, oh, and Kev was like, oh. The pastor got his wife Alexis. I ain't got no Lexus. I just got this view. He's like, no matter what you would be comfortable with, there's always somebody who say, well, I ain't got this. Right. You know, so do you feel that in in that atmosphere, because of pastors who do kind of, who do, who have swindled people, pastors who do get on, as you were saying, uh, a couple of weeks ago, you talked about this guy, this pastor was selling Sweat. It's like, oh, it's a sweater. And I was like, when you say that, I was like, I know what he's talking about. I heard about that guy. And get people, do you think that that places you in a position to where you can't slip up in the least? Well, personally, because I'm in this position, thank you uh, for inviting uh, myself and Lady Lily to this podcast. We are anytime to be around you and just to listen to you articulate and share uh, and your understanding of the gospel is just a blessing. We pour out to one another. So you have certainly been a, certainly a blessing to us. Uh, personally, let me, let me tell you, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to tell you some things as it relates specifically to me and then in general. And so uh, uh, in general, uh, it's the same old thing. You know, life, uh, we paint people with a broad breast, you know, and I, and, and, and I want to get this out because when one person in a community uh, do something that is viewed less desirable, sometimes society will paint that whole community with that same brush. All uh, certain people do this. All, you know, African-Americans do this. You know, right. All men act this way. Uh, you can't trust. And, and, and so just because uh, a minority, and you have to look at there are more good, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I uh, uh, subscribe to the philosophy, that, and I believe it with all my heart, there are more good going on there is bad. There are more people doing the right thing. It's just that the noisy wagons get the most grease, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it, it really seems like, you know, if people will look at that that high-profile type, uh, flamboyant type right. uh, uh, religious leader, and they want to, they, and they start judging, that's how they all are. And listen, every ministry comes with what God desired that ministry to have and do. And so, but the majority of people, uh, majority of uh, uh, pastors or uh, ministry leaders are in situations where they can care for that church. But even in small settings, some small, I've seen some uh, small churches and, and, and pastors and leaders, how they will, uh, I'm just going to use the word, fleece the people, right? And, but then, it, it, but then you're in this, in, like you just said, we pastors are sometimes put in a impossible situation. No matter what you do, you can't win. You right. know, and, and, like you, you hit the car. If 
if you drive a certain type of car and your congregation is not driving the same, you know, up to the level, you're going to get uh, ridiculed and ostracized. They, they want, but at the same time, uh, 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 this is, uh, this is my, this is my reality. And so, so my reality may not be what everybody else in different ministry is, but it may, it is my reality. Uh, and that reality is, you know, when you are called to this great work of serving God's people, you really want to do a good job of it. Yeah. And so and my reality is I want to give everything because I recognize that uh, uh, God loves his people. As a matter of fact, I recognize that he loves them so much that he, first of all, when he, he, he had uh, given uh, the direction to uh, Abraham, that he would uh, go forth and just faithfully follow him and become the father of this great nation. He, uh, uh, as he developed the people, what you see happening is that he raised up a leader because every every group needs a leader. And so not a group of leaders, but one leader. And so uh, he raised up a leader to lead the people and to remind them, that's what we studied in Sunday, to remind them of what he said and how he said do it and to do it that way. And so, and this great leader we find was Moses. And, and he, he read uh, Moses. He got Moses prepared in the wilderness so he can lead the people. And then uh, he said, he let them know it's going to be challenges. You know, the first challenge was to, you got to deliver the people, get them out of that messed up situation. And so he had to go into the lion's den and pull him out of there. And so now he got so now he got the people to follow him. You know, get them out of difficulty, get the people to follow him. And then they now you got to provide for them. Now they out in the wilderness and they need a bunch of stuff. And now they got to lean on you. And so I mean, you got to talk to me to help me. And so God talked to him. And, and when the people ask for stuff, you talk to me and I provide for him. So he fed a manna from heaven and and uh, and he gave him water out of rock. You know, but. When Moses got full of that, when they continued to ask him for different stuff or come to me, we need this, we need this, they complained. We, you brought us out here to die. Moses got frustrated. And when they asked him for that water last time, he smoked the rock and called them rebels. And God had to remind him that I put you there yeah. to lead them because I love the people. Right. And so when leaders, pastors, bishops, they forget that God put them in a position to lead people, his people, the ones that he loves. Yes. What happens is, is that we forget that we be, we're not the ones that's supposed to be served. We're supposed to want to serve. But God said, I'll provide what you need. And so and that provision comes from the ones you serve. You know, so uh, the sheep, you know, they have to provide for the leader. But when... Uh, because there's a greater good. There's a greater good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop and just say, because I know I can go on and on. I said, he's just going on. He said, it's going to be 30 minutes. But I, I, this is a good point. So, so, so it, it, here's the thing. There, there's an expectation. And then what's, uh, you know, and so the impossible situation is, the expectation is, is that, okay, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do this. Okay, when you start looking at Levitical law and how God said you're supposed to take care of the one that's taking care of you, and right. he said provide for the priest. And when they built the temple, he said you're supposed to bring your sacrifices and things like that. A portion that belongs to the priest because if you want the priest to serve you and be there for you, then he's not working. He, he don't have land. He don't have sheep and stuff like that. And so we find out that when 
the Levites uh, were supposed to be the spiritual leaders, then the everybody else was supposed to provide for the Levite. Given a point, so the nation of Israel then was divided into twelve nations, right? And so, like our United States, where there's twelve—I mean, fifty states—and uh, uh, and inside the, and then the, the fifty states makes up a nation. Well, yeah. in the United uh, in the Israel, it was just twelve states, and those states were uh, uh, the the sons of Israel, right? Mm-hmm. Named after them. Seth was ten of them, and two of his grandchildren. And so, in that, each 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 property, each state was supposed to have Asher, Gad, uh, Nebatite, you know, uh, Benjamin, uh, Benjamin uh, uh, Manasseh, Manasseh uh, uh, Ephraim, uh, 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 who who all the brothers, you know. The uh, uh, that had a state, they were supposed to have a locale that was specifically for uh, the Levites. Like part of their land is dedicated to the priest because the priest is going to lead them. And that's the provision. That's how you're supposed to take care of. Now, what we're doing now in modern, certainly that's back then. Right. And, you know, and so, and there was like, to bring all the stuff that we could provide for, but the expectation is still the same. I still need you to come see about me when I speak. And, you know, pro- right. you know, I need you to visit, you know, in the hospital. I need I need you to uh, attend the funeral service, the marriage ceremonies. So I, you know, I expect, and then you multiply that by the number of members you got, and then it becomes a, you can't do anything else but that. And, but then they said, well, we ain't going to provide. Well, how, how's the priest supposed to live? How's he supposed to? And so that's the challenge. And so people, they say that uh, if you want the right spiritual guidance, then you got to be the right spiritual people. Right. And so the right spiritual people understand what God said. You provide for them and I'll allow them to provide for you. And so the the pastor is supposed to look out for the spiritual welfare of the people. And then it's not, and it's not be their provision. God is provision right. for them. And so we look at, but the people are supposed to provide for the one that God provided. And then God leads them. And so it becomes an impossible task because, you know, you're going to get ridiculed if you have something. And you can say, well, I have to because all the same responses the yeah. pastors have, they still have electrical bills. If, if you have a problem paying your your yeah. bill, yeah. I, I, or and, and, and they don't want the they don't want the the uh, the pastor to, to make certain but minimal ways. We yeah. nobody can live off minimal wage, right? <laughs> right. Nobody. But you don't want to help them. And but, so but then again, it. if you if you struggle, somebody could be like, well, how are he going to help me? And he can't help well, himself. My God, ain't going to bless and, and then so you say, well, and so in many cases now, so many pastors, you know, a lot of pastors work to supplement their income. And so if they work and they supplement their income, that takes away their time for being available to the people because you got because the church can't adequately provide for them, mm-hmm. you know, or they don't, or they don't have the word all the money to do it. And so then they get mad, well, you don't show up or you don't there. Right. Or you only giving us half of it. And so it's a tough balance, you know, to do. Uh, ideally, the churches should provide for the pastoral ship. Uh, but in today's climate, if you sit up there and you're receiving, then you, you, you know, then certainly you don't want to be so 
flamboyant, overdo it. Because right. there's some people take advantage of people. If you right. just give, just give, give. And then you, know, you see them buy jets and all cars right. and stuff. You don't need all that stuff, but you do need to provide. And you need to be able to live because they have uh, the pastors, unless you're a Catholic, you got a wife, you got children, you, got, <laughs> you know, you know, man, I, you know, it, it, somebody said, they said, they said, uh, they said, uh, 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 what was that? Oh, I'll think of it in a minute. But <laughs> the, the, the point is, if the church have bills, you got bills, then the pastors got bills too. Right. And so, uh, and but the pastors have to be in the Bible. You, you, you really, we should watch the appearance of any uh, improprieties. And so we try to do that even in New Salem with there's checks and balances, you know, yeah. and there are some things, you know, that, you know, certain folks don't, shouldn't have all the access to do this. They can only, there's, and so that way we keep everything above board, but uh, a lot of places don't do that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I was just to go back to your question, uh, there are two things, and it's funny. Can you I can use him as an example. Okay. Uh, when he was running, okay, he used to be a, an athlete, and he wasn't working. But the Lord would send him to the places where the blessings were right. as he ran. And in that, it's funny, whereas he's got the shirt on tonight that, that mm -hmm. shows where the blessings came from. And wherever he would come, they would have abundance of blessings, right? And it made me think about Psalms 1, 1 through 3. And it said, Blessed is the man who walk not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But it's his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law does he meditate day and night. Mm -hmm. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water, that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So when you think about even the story that he gave on Moses, when Moses died, Moses, I mean, God said to Joshua, Moses is dead. Now, you take these children of Israel, I want you to go into the promised land because there are blessings in there for you. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So God is, he's not a God that he wants us to be broke, busted right. and disgusted. He don't want us like that. He does not want, he does not mind for us to prosper. Because even when you, he looked at Abraham, he said, I'm going to bless you. Everything that you do, I'm going to bless you. You that's, know. That's why I couldn't understand the the one Bible study we had where you were telling people about uh, prospering and some people I was, I was confused by why they was confused because <laughs> about, you know, like, well, you know, God don't want, and I'm just thinking like That's not true. If, it's like nowhere does, and I've, and I've heard some people who who are not spiritual who don't really believe, and they'll, and they'll say something that's like, you know, Jesus lived like this, and I'm just like thinking like, yeah, but Jesus when he said pick up your cross and follow me, he didn't he didn't say to walk around being homeless. He he didn't say that you couldn't have this, this, and this. If that's the case, he wouldn't bless you with it. Come on. And that even in the Bible, as you said, Abraham, you know, people he blessed when he allowed um the devil to take away a lot of what Job had, 
after the test, he he, he he right. He gave him back. It's like if he didn't want us to have that, then he would have just left him the way he was. That's right. There you and go. And so. And I do believe, because my a big thing with me in a lot of my podcasts, I talk about um, different things. I talk about issues with police. I talk about things with Trump. And my biggest thing is accountability. Too much is, you know, to he you know, was it much given, much is required. required. Yes. And so I, I also feel that way about pastors. And I don't want to give, um, and I try to check myself on a lot of things. I don't want to give an unfair bias to pastors because I'm a Christian because I, I do recognize that some pastors do take advantage they do. and that it is when, wrong. It, right. And then just like I said, just flat out wrong. Wrong. And, wrong. and they will pay for that. Right. <laughs> and, and I, I know a lot of times I've, cause uh, I've, I've talked a lot about um, issues with, I don't know if I talked about, anything as far as like people in the church mess with the kids. But I know I've talked about the issue with the, the them putting the kids on the border. And I've talked about, you know, it's like, you know, it's better to have a was a millstone tied around your neck and thrown in the missile. Right. And also about people who mess with God's children in the in the flock, who lead them astray. Yes. But I I I I am big on people who are in leadership roles taking accountability for for what they're doing. Um and and I do, you know, I understand like like you were saying, it is a a kind of a balancing act. Because, you know, you have to be there for the people, but at the same time you need, you know, you have a family, there's things that you need to do and you have to do. And, you know, um, some people, somebody brought up, uh, the guy I was talking about earlier, he brought up the fact that it's like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, your position, it is your job to be a pastor. And he's like, for certain people, you know, certain people have jobs. Some people have a higher skill of doing something than others do. That's and, right. and he said, like, so wouldn't it make sense if they have this better skill for them to require, you know, certain if you have a wedding and you have Sister Odell come and sing, it's like, okay, she may do it for free. Or you may not like to pay something. But if you have a bit, right. Her fee is going to be more because right. it's like, so why is it that we expect there's, I, I always find it it's in, in general. And I, and I talk about this with, with people. Um, it doesn't have to be religious people like celebrities. People require stuff for other people that they don't even require of themselves. I want you to be broke, busted, and disgusted. Although, if I have the chance to come up, I'm going to take it. Can I give you a great example? Yeah. Uh, when I had the accident last year. Right. And uh, when I had the accident, my car was totaled. Right. Now, it wasn't anybody that said, hey, we know you had the accident. We know you need a car. Here, we see what you do for other people. We see what you do for the ministry. Take this car. Right. No, I had to figure that out. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, but the Lord provided for me to have. And then the way God does, uh, Proverbs 
is it Proverbs? I think it's Proverbs 37 and 4. I want to make sure it's right. It says, delight yourself in the Lord, right. and he will give you the desires of your heart. I needed a car, but then when I went on the parking lot, he said, find the car that you like. You see what I'm saying? Right. Now, I'm not looking for them to pay for my mm. car note. Right. Because that's my car. The way he works, he pays for my car. Right. You see what I'm saying? And then even with that, too, in ministry, you even have to look when the word of God comes forth. It comes forth and it just doesn't do it for one. It do it from the pastor on down. Everybody's got to follow mm. God's requirements. Because if not, you miss the blessings that he has for you. Yeah. I love what you said. Because you, 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 you jump right on it. You put the onus where it needs to be. There's a responsibility for pastors that's God-given. But, here, and, and that is, because God said, you know, it's bad to mess with God's people. And, that, and Moses learned that God still loved him. He was the leader. God called him. He did great things. But don't mess with, you no, know, he created man and mankind in his image, after his likeness, he loved his creation. And so that's why I was pulling his eternal Jeremiah said, Woe unto the pastor that destroy or scatter the sheep. You know, God ain't playing when it comes. And so there are some leaders, some pastors, some bishops that uh, feed the people with bad information or that that's not based on the word of God, that live a lifestyle that causes people to follow the wrong direction. But it also, and I love it, Revelations, and I was just looking at that, and it, and it says that uh, he talks unto the church and says, he said, listen to what uh, is said. You know, that's our responsibility right. to, you know, it, it, to hear what the spirit has to say unto yes, the church, the and so and so, uh, it's it's our obligations to avail ourselves to get the word. Right now, if you don't get the word and, and you want to uh, do it your way, right. guess what? If you ain't doing it the way God tells you to do it, guess what's gonna happen? You're gonna miss out on your blessing. He said, and so that's that's the problem, that's the the that's issues that we have that uh, we don't want to hear. He said, the, said, he that has a ear, let him hear what the spirit uh, says to the churches. Uh if you if you are if you want it, you can get it. Right. You know, but a lot of times. It's, it's easier to say, why didn't do it? Because the pastor's like, well, if you knew it was wrong, why are you still following him? Go somewhere else. Right. Don't, like, um, Don't. This, this past Sunday, I, I said people get confused between the source and the resource. Mm. God is the source. Yeah. And, and the people, and, the, and he gives to, to the resource. Like, there's a difference. Yes. People put the pastors like, well, the, you know, pastor did this and not just. It's like, so you gave up on God because of this man. Come on now. Come on now. It's like, that's basically what you're saying. You said, like, well, I, and Juanita and I talked about this, you know, sometimes I just be talking. I just say some stuff and I just be thinking about, it's like, a lot of times, it's I, I say it's funny the stuff um, that we talk about as far as religion. God wants the relationship. Yes, he does. 
we came up with all these other yeah. different things. If you know, for, forgive me, like she wearing pants, she going to hell. It's like who said that? Right. Like you worrying about her not wearing a right. dress to her ankles. And, right. It's like you know she she could be a she could be a trash person. Yeah. But oh, was she wearing a skirt? Oh, she just is. It's like you and. And I and I brought up the comparison between we will sit here and judge an Islamic culture for their women having to wear the, the burqas, the, the thing of their heads and whatnot, and talk about them. Yet over here, we'll you know, as I said, we'll condemn somebody because like, oh, she think you know, she paint her nails, she do whatever. It's like, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. The difference is they are aware, they are conscious of what they're doing. While you're sitting up here lying to yourself, thinking it's like, oh, we're better than them because of that. You know, I, I love what you're talking about because we always look and we use the word, we judge people. And people lose their mind when you talk about judging them or talking about what they're doing in matters of their spiritual walk. Right. You know, and, and 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 people struggle with how do you address that, you know, from confines of being, you know, or say, well, they're too judgmental there. And, and and I I challenge people all the time on whether or not I'm being judgmental. Uh judgmental of what we ought to be afraid of and is that uh we're not anybody's judge. God ain't called us to judge nobody. What he called us to do is discern right from wrong mm-hmm. and, and and identify because listen, all the Bible's replete. You know, it tells us, you know, how can we help somebody unless we let them know that they're hurting or they're going through something or they transgress the law. If they don't know the law, you know, God said, do it this way. You know, if you're doing it that way, you're not going right. So I need to be able to say, you know, that ain't what God told you to do. Now, am I judging them? See, a judge has the complete and the final word. And the judge casts condemnation. And so uh, Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn, but to set men free. And so uh, and so we're not, the, we don't have the authority uh, to condemn for condemnation, to say, okay, because of what you've done, this is what's going to happen to you. We don't have that authority. But we do as a ambassador, as a as a, 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 as a, an advocate uh, for the Lord to say, you know what? Uh, the consequences of your action will lead to God judging you, <laughs> not that's me. Right. It's God that's going to judge you. And that's what we have to be careful of. And so some people are afraid to uh, talk to people because they're afraid to tell them what the Bible said because they're afraid to be labeled uh, as judgmental. I don't have a heaven nor a hell to put you in. Yeah. It's your choice. I'm just going to put it out there in front of you. You know, you go left, you're going to end up in the Mississippi River. You go right, you're going to end on the land. So I'm just telling you. And it's, it's uh, one of those things that the Lord want us to judge the situation. You see what I'm saying? Right. If you see me driving down the street and I don't have my lights on and mm. it's dark and my car is dark, you are gonna judge the situation. Right. right. It's like why is she driving with why, the lights? Why is she driving like that? And if she don't turn her lights on, what's gonna actually happen is she gonna either hit somebody 
or somebody's going to hit her. We just had a situation on the other night where there's a gentleman walking down the street. He was running for the bus and he had on all black, black clothing. Always, and always nobody hate could see him. Mm -hmm. We saw him because our lights was coming up, but it was a car that almost hit him. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying to, to your, your brother or your sister, you're saying, look, don't go out there in the darkness like that at night. You might get hit. Right. That's judging the situation. That's not judging the individual. And that scripture was Psalms 37 and 4. Okay. Delight yourself in the Lord. You know, so when we when we start looking at, and even as believers, you know, in the congregation or in leadership, that scripture applies to everybody. I don't have to want what you want. If I delight myself in the Lord, then he'll give me the, he sees me. He don't see you through me. He sees me and he'll give me the desires of my heart because of my relationship, my relationship yeah, right. with him. That that is one thing that always gets me one day, and I'll talk about this too. People always, I wouldn't do that. I didn't ask you if you would do it. <laughs> it's like that that couldn't be me. Nobody was asking about you. <laughs> some people always, some people, how, how is this? Um, a lot of times, and, and these are not my words. It's just something I heard, and you know. A lot of stuff. A lot of a lot of times. A lot of stuff I say, as I as I mentioned on a lot of my shows, I'm known for saying a lot of. Uh, what's the word? Uh, not the parables. Not necessarily catchphrases, but I, I can't think of a proper word. But like certain certain phrases that are uh, colloquial wisdoms that are are common. Cliches. Yeah, a lot of cliches. It's like you know. And and I and sometimes I say it because a lot sometimes they happen to fit what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But um, he was saying the people when people do stuff like that, people we are by nature human beings are tribal. Mm -hmm. You can look at it. Um, in everything that we do, um, for the um, the couples thing, just as simple as, well, how do you like your sandwiches? Couldn't have been other. Like, <laughs> if people just like you crazy for doing, it. and it's like so, and it's like we we are so like you know these people are you know like minded. It's like oh, so I'm with these people, and then you know it was like oh, so we're we're against these people right now. Right now, the political climate in our country is so toxic that people have lost the the, the ability to to be able to talk. Uh, there is a um, platform. Um, it's called, I think, Neighborhood. Um, that is, it's a a a platform to where you can talk with people in the neighborhoods. We're on it, and a lot of people were were talking about things. Uh, this one guy brought up a thing. He's like, you know, I have a proposition for for black people. He's like, you know, we voted Democrat all the time, and things don't happen in our neighborhoods. Like, how about we vote Republican for a few years, and let's see where that goes. <laughs> and and I was like, I was like, I would if I agreed with anything they had to say, right. and if the stuff they were talking about didn't actively affect neg me. negatively affect me and my family. 
right. And my thing is, I was like, yeah, it's like Democrats do take advantage of the black vote. They just assume, and I was like, and I said, you know, you know, it was like, if you feel like you can't vote for them, that's fine. Vote for your for your interests. I think our problem is once we vote them in, we have to hold them accountable. Yeah. Yeah. We can't just say, oh, we got them in, and it was like, you know, we have to hold them accountable. And we also have to remember we're still in kind of a red state. So, you know, so we have to hold them accountable and also help put people in place to go with, you know, whatever they're talking about. It's like uh, a lot of people say, you know, vote the candidate, not the party. There's some, a lot of Democratic candidates, like there's some just running right now that's like, I don't agree with anything you're talking about. You know, and there were people who had different ideas and different things and we were going back and forth. And I didn't agree with a lot of stuff they were saying, but I enjoyed the fact that we were able to conversate without people throwing insults. It's like, because that, that's always a confusing thing to me when I'm talking to people and they'll say something and I'll be like, okay, well, I asked you a question three replies ago and all you've done is insult. It's like, so are you going to get to the answer that I'm asking for, or are you just, all you have is insults? But um, I think a lot of times people, as as, as far as, see, I, I'm like you, I just get off, start talking about things. As far as people being tribal, people like, people gravitate towards people who they feel like like the same things they like. And I think sometimes we do it so much that to where we we kind of try to push down anybody that, that says anything different. And sometimes sometimes some people can't handle and some people just like doing things different. And people I think sometimes people take you doing something different as you saying that what they're doing is wrong, wrong. and something is wrong with what they're doing. And we're different people. And I, I think and I, I truly feel this way. A lot of times, most of people's reaction and response to you, especially as far as like you saying being judgmental, mm-hmm. a lot of times they are responding to something that has nothing to do with you. They feel bad about something. And because they're probably surrounded by people who may or may not be doing the same same thing in their mind, probably not. Or in their mind, it's like, oh, well, these church folks are doing the same thing as I'm doing, but they, they, they're they not saying it. Yeah. And so they saying something about me, and it's like they just being judgmental. Yeah. And so they, they feel like since what they're hearing is not majority of what they're talking about, they feel a certain way. And so because they feel a certain way, most people just lash out. I feel as people lash out because majority of people have issues. I think, I think majority of this country country needs therapy because a lot of times we have things that come up and things that happen in our childhood or whatever that we don't deal with. Um, Especially like in the, and I can't speak for other communities, but I know in the black community, we're just, we have this perception of, oh, well, you know, black people know how to deal with, with struggle. It's like, but we shouldn't have to. And a lot of times, you know, 
It is just oh, just pray it away. It's like okay, but what am I praying about? It's like you're not really telling like you're not really telling me anything. You're just you know you just kind of push me to the side because you don't know how to deal with it. And I think sometimes we have this idea that if I tell them to go see a psychiatrist, then that's saying that I don't believe in God. It's like no, you go to the doctor. It's like I. People, I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but <laughs> can, can, can I jump in? Because yeah, I, I I love listening to you. I, I sometimes I'm, I'm saying I want to do. He go back. I want to go back and listen to some of the words you say and what you say. Because God, uh, he 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 be on you, especially when you when you on a subject, and in, in particular, you talk about our environment, you know, right. and how our environment. Uh, people don't want to uh, move away from their environment because we try them. Right. And, and, and I, it made me think about some of the stuff I always tell and I always say and I, I right now, yeah, you're right. You know, your environment really does. It shapes your mind, your body, who your spirit man is. You right. know, if you was raised a certain way, you lean toward that thing all right. the time. And, 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 and it reminds me uh, of what I always talk about when I when we have men's events and stuff like that. And you use these words. I said, man, this brother is you no, know, you really you 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 right on point. Is that uh, first of all, uh, uh, we have to have you mentioned this that uh, uh, we need uh, someone to help us along the way. Right. We need a, 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 and I say men need men. I've always been saying that we need because sometimes. Our interpretation of something else, our feelings will get in our way, you know. And so uh, we allow life circumstances to block, mess with us and things like that. And so uh, 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 when we have uh, an accountability partner, you right. know, someone that, you know, will tell you the truth, whether you want to hear it or not, they'll let you know when you go down. That's what we really need. But getting back to that tribal part of how impacting that is in our life. Uh, when you are uh, a, when you are part of your tribe lives over here and, and, and in your living, in your tribe, uh, you find yourself uh, doing things a certain way. Right. And, and, and if that's all you know, that's all you know. Uh, uh, in your tribe, you may you may hunt with sticks and bricks, right? You know, and, and, and that's and that's the best. You know, that's how you do it. You know, but that may not be. And in this tribe, my tribe over here, we may hunt with bows and arrows. And but because uh, you have only seen it, and so when I show up with a bow and arrow and say, "Listen, we can accomplish." so much more this way but you're so locked into oh I don't want to hear anything else I don't want you to share anything how can we grow that's how we block our growth in that I'm not saying hunting is bad but I might have a different method in the way you hunt you know but yeah. we, so we have to be open to what others opinions are so long as we don't especially when it comes to religious and spiritual things you know the Bible is God's word, God, and he really is. He's the same yesterday, today, and will be the same tomorrow. And so, but God may reach you a little bit different. He may reach me a little bit different. And as we go through this thing, environments change. I think about this. Think about this. In certain cultures, in, in, in certain land mass, in certain land masses, the people of the land look differently. And it's not because that they're different 
but it's because of their environment has caused them to be a little bit. If you are in an environment where the sun shines a lot, guess what's going to happen to you? Skin's dark. Your skin is going to get dark. Now that's on the outside. On the inside, we still look the same. Right. But they now take that same person who's not in and put them in a, a, an environment where it's cold and there's not a lot of sun. They're going to be probably more. Uh, they won't have as much melanin in their skin. Their hair will be different. As a matter of fact, uh, because there's not a lot of heat to dry up, because uh, when the heat will dry up, your, your, your hair will compensate right. to cover your most precious organ, which is like your, your brain, right. which is right. this big old skull to do that. And your hair will create a cushion for it. Well, if you don't need that, your hair will just be long and thin and things like that. And so we adapt to our environment. Now, when we come out of the environment, we have to, we'll see things different. We'll be different. We'll, re, we'll learn different ways. When, when those, uh, those criminals came over to Mayflower and things like that right. and, and landed on Plymouth Rock. They, and they found the indigenous people that they call Indians, but, you know, because they were looking for India. Right. You know, yeah, uh, they, 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 they found themselves in a situation they couldn't live. And the people say, let me show you how to live. If they had not listened, they wouldn't have made it. Right. And sometimes, you know, uh, we see things from our own vantage point, but sometimes if we look at it from a different vantage point, and when it comes to the word of God, God has put it in the man of God, the preacher, the woman of God, whoever's sharing the word of God, uh, some things that he gives them an advantage point. Because, you know, quite frankly, whatever you spend your time with, you're going to be able to share. And so you're charged with spending time with his word. So that when you teach them, because like we read in Jeremiah, man, I I don't want to tell nobody anything wrong, because if I tell you something wrong, guess what? The Bible clearly says you're going to get beat with more whips, you know, and so it's bad to lead God's people astray. So you want to be jealous, but some people don't you know if it's if it contradicts what they're used to. Or what their flesh wants to do, right? Because we go, you said this before. We we go to toward things that's comfortable, uh, that we feel you know okay about. We surround ourselves. You know, I hang out with my boys. This is what we do. Right. We we party. We drink beer. Well, over here, I hang out with my boys over here. You you know, you hang out with your boys over here, and maybe you don't party, you don't drink, things like that, and so. Uh, you're going to hang out with people that's like you. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know, it's till when it comes to, are you doing what God said do? And see, there's, there's, there has to be a, a supreme standard. Right. The standard is the word of God. Irregardless of what our flesh think, how we feel about it, how our friends, and you know, they think that it's okay to, you know, drink and get drunk. Is that what Jesus drank? He drank wine, but it wasn't for the purpose of you know, losing your inhibitions and, and right. being controlled. Anything that controls your mind ain't good for you. And it caused you to say, well, it made me you know, speak my mind. Well, then you, you, the Bible talks about us mortifying flesh, controlling the flesh in Jude. And so we have to learn that we don't get to say everything we want to say because we, it feels good to us. Right. If it hurts somebody else, it ain't good. 
So and, and so you 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 were saying some things. I'm like, let me write some of this stuff down. I don't want to, you know. But no, I, but and, and I remember you saying that before. Um, uh, I think once again at the uh, at the couples treat, if you have to drink something in order to get yourself ready, then you know to to, to build up the confidence to say something. Then that means that that thing has a control over you. I can't do this until I I drink until I get this thing on the outside and put it in me. Yeah, liquid confidence is what they call it. Right. A liquid. liquid courage. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And and I'm me myself, I've I'm not really I don't drink, but I don't I don't um you know, I'm, I'm not the type of person who looks down on other people who no, do. I don't condemn them either. You know, right? They're, they're, and they're and it's, it's just, I just like, like I don't do it. I, you know, and I, I don't really hang around. It's like, of oh, people getting drunk. It's like I've never understood that because I'm like, when I have fun, I like to remember what happened. And I, <laughs> can, can, can I, can I, I'm gonna be just be just being real and transparent. I remember growing up being in college, stuff like that, and I remember. Uh, drinking and trying to drink and stuff like yeah. that. And first of all, you say like with beer. You know, I remember young, you know, oh yeah, grown people drink beer, you drink. And I never liked the taste of beer. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it I you know and, only, and to drink it, you know, to get drunk, I'm like, man, this is that and then uh 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 I remember trying drinking alcohol. Okay, well this is sweet, you know, I can drink this. And then they gave you this bad feeling in the head. I hated it. I hated it. And so I said, why would I do something that would make me feel bad? Like you said, cause me to forget. Right. Or to act, no, okay, oh, well, now I got the liquid curtain. Uh, For that matter of fact, even getting high or, you know, getting involved in drugs and stuff like that, anything that takes me out of my righteous mind, I avoid that. And so, uh, and I'm just, I'm I'm going to jump this uh, subject, get back to where you were. You you know, Illinois is legal for for smoking marijuana. Now, system abused that. Now they give it, you know, saying you can do that. You know, I'm not an advocate of marijuana. Use you know okay. recreational marijuana. You, I'm not. I'm. I'm and I, because it, it, it's it's you know it it messes with your mind and it makes it. it, it in most cases, you no. Know, it seems like it's used to control people. We we all want to feel good, right? And we smoke this, uh, inject this, and you're gonna feel good, right? Anything that's come form that I have to put in. To make me feel better, I'm worried about that. You know, now, 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 now I'm, I'm putting a line here. You know, okay, right. what about what about medicine? You know, right. pain and things like that. You know, and so I'm saying to control your mind. Right. You know, I, you know, and, and so we intentionally do stuff, drink to get drunk. That's bad. No, right. get high. That's bad. You know, so I, I, I struggle with any of that kind of stuff. But uh, but I, when I when you get back to where you were at, when you talk about, uh, I don't get mad at people because they was raised a certain way right. or, or they had experienced a certain thing. You know, uh, you and your experience is limited. 
for the longest time, I thought my world was my community until God blessed me and I got to travel and I realized that there the world was bigger than just your neighborhood. Come on now. And, 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 and people think different outside of my community. That's that has been a constant issue with me my entire life from growing up here. I lived, uh, I've lived over in Glasgow village. I've lived, um, my grandma, uh, in the city, uh, actually not too far from the church. My grandma used to live off this city, uh, off not the city, the street off of Kings highway, 5030 Terry. If you go down Terry, you hit Union, yeah, and right, and there's I and I remember there's this yellow Chinese food place just sitting there in the middle of the street, and further down is the church we used to go to, Mount Pleasant, and that is like up the street. You go past Mount Pleasant, there's Lexington. You make a left, and then you know go to Friendly Temple. I mean, not Friendly Temple. That's New Salem, but the the whole thing of black people when I moved from up here to Tennessee, like oh you talk white you talk this and just the thing of black people, this thing of to be black is this one thing, and people having uh, right is and I, I that's one of my. That's one of my earlier episodes. Being black does not equal being ignorant does not equal being black. Oh, well, you know how we do. It's like that's not all of us. Well, you know, black folks don't read. No, you don't read. That's right. And um, there's there was this show on uh, uh, UPN. It was the Black Network. It was uh, called uh, Ed Eddie. It was a show. Uh, it was. It was based, the, the, the city they were supposed to live in was Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner. This is, you know, after the Cosby show and Eddie Griffin. And they were roommates in uh, Malcolm Jamal character. No, it's called Malcolm and Eddie. And they they were friends. They, they were roommates. And uh, I believe Malcolm owned uh, a bar. And connected to the bar was a garage that I believe Eddie owned or whatever. So, you know, it was the thing of them growing up and being different. And uh, they talked about, uh, of course, years later after the show, they had interviews. And I think Michael Jamal Warner was talking about the fact that they grew up, you know, uh, Eddie Griffin was this, you know, is the comedian. He says whatever, you know, he, you know, I don't know if you've ever listened to any of his comedy. But so, so you know how he is. He he talks about you know the difference between Michael Jamal Warner coming up off the Cosby Show and the expectation with that. He talks about how they came from different things, but that didn't stop them from okay. We don't agree on everything. It's like, but we're going to come together and do the best we can on this show to make this money to do this thing. And some people were in there like. Yeah, because I can see, you know, Eddie being a real one. And my thing is always, well, what is your, why do you feel that Malcolm isn't real? Right. His real is just not the same real as Eddie's. Yeah. 
to me, I think it's more fake to try to accommodate what somebody else's image of you should be. You are, you come from, I'm assuming the person comes from a similar background or mindset that Eddie Griffin did. So to him, oh, so as you said, people, his whole world is this thing. So anybody who operates outside of that, oh, you're not being real. It's like being real is not being real is being true to who you are. If you don't like a certain thing and you pretend to like it to appease others, then you're not being real. You got to be you above all else. You have to be real to yourself. Can, can, I, can I throw this in? Because you made a good point. Because it, it pastors fall in this, you know. Uh, because you know, you expect there's expectation for pastors. You know, you know, to if you ain't you know gone through, you haven't been in jail, you haven't been shot, you don't understand what it's like to be you know in the hood to grow up. You right. know, going through you, you, and and sometimes how can you preach to me? About what I'm going through, you ain't never been through that, and and, and and or or if you never if you never been addicted to drugs, how can you talk to me about me? And I struggle with that, you know. I said, you know what? When I talked about how good God is, I talked about how He delivered people who had been addicted, and also how He kept people from being addicted. I grew up in an environment where I could have very easily been addicted. You, know, it was all around me, you know. But God kept me from, and then He pulled me out of that thing. And so uh, when we talk about uh, uh, real, being real, people say, I'm here. We use that word. I'm just keeping it real. And we give it a you know, license to allow you to treat anybody any old kind of way. We don't have to think about their feelings no more. I'm, I'm, look, I, you know me. I'm just, I'm just being real. No, you're being nasty. You're being, you know. Well, Juanita and I talk about this all the time. It's like, no, you, you're not being real. You're just being a, an a-hole. Come on. You, it's like, oh, I'm just being real. It's like, are you? It's like you being. It's like, like, like you said, people just take that as a license to talk to people a certain kind of way. It's like, okay, you being real. Um, and I, and I thought about this. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of this man. Uh, uh, what's his name? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, he's a black man. He's an astrophysicist. He's like one of. The, he's like one of the most famous like science people out there. And um, I, I thought about him earlier when he was talking about uh, different things in the word. And he, he said this quote uh, that I, I loved. He said, knowing, he's like, I'm going to teach you how to do critical thinking. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, he's like, you know, he said something about teaching. He's like, there's different. It's like, you know, knowing, knowing enough about a subject to know what you're talking about, but not enough about it to know that you're wrong. Hmm. And and that's why, you know, one of the reasons why I, why I wanted to have you here. I know about the Bible, but I I know just enough to know that I don't know everything. But you know, that's the best place to be. But you know why? Because if you you go, it makes you study. I don't think anybody knows all there is. And that's why. Every person, man, woman, should always study. I don't try to come off like I am the authority. The Bible is the authority. Right. And so when, since the Bible is the authority, when I get, you know, struggle for an answer, I go to the word of God. And then I, I, that's the authority, you know, but 
a lot of times expectations and what we uh, achieve, it, it made me think about something that happened today. Today, uh, I had a doctor's appointment, right? right. And my doctor, you no, know, my, my, I, I don't typically go to for wellness check because I'm fairly healthy. And so it's been a couple of years since I've been to the doctor. Well, my doctor has uh, since <coughs> his practice. Yeah. And so I don't, I didn't have a doctor. And, but I liked it. He's a younger, no, younger guy. Uh, about my age, a little younger than look, about my age. But he was a cool doctor. I had him since I've been. And so earlier this year, I called to try to, he said, well, I got to, you know, uh, his name is Gary Gray. He was gone. And he said, well, there's another doctor, you know, you can try to get on his schedule. I said, okay, well, I like me uh, uh, try to set up appointments. So this is back in October. We was going to the, the work wellness check. And so uh, schedule appointment for today to uh, have my doctor's appointment. Now, in my mind, you know, and I had to catch myself. Say, okay, my doctor's name was uh, Dr. David Mosley. And so, okay, I got a, a, a appointment with Dr. David Eugene Mosley. And so that's all I'm thinking. But when I got there, you know, the reception, you know, is in a nice office. Well, I think I've been to the office before, but, you know, you know people, uh, uh, non-African-American people there. And then uh, the uh, the nurse practitioner was someone, she's uh, an African-American lady. And she said, yeah, and I told my old doctor, well, he said, yeah, I used to work with him. And so when Dr. Uh, Mosley come in, he will say, yeah. African American man, and I and, and and I think I was talking to him. He was very, you know, and, and not that I didn't expect, but you know, my mindset was, you know what, I need to, you know, I, and I and he and I was talking, and the camaraderie. And I said, wow, when people think that we are not doing all of these other things, our mindset, you know, and I, and I looked at the, everybody in the audience out there, you know, with people that not like you, there was one just like me, and I said, we everywhere, our expectation has got to be that whatever God has given, we can be, we should start expecting to see us in those, but I was, I, I wasn't, I didn't think that he would be African-American, right. and, and so, but then he was, and I, in my play, first of all, when I first went there, uh, they asked me my date of birth, and the receptionist said, hmm, you have the same birthday as Dr. Mosley. I said, well, shut up. <laughs> you know, and so, and then, we, you know, he had the great personality and things like that. I said, and I came and I told my wife, I said, I like this guy. You know, and just, and uh, so my first experience with him, you know, was based on uh, what he had. Yeah. Not, not, you know, I didn't have no previous assumptions about what he could be because of his color or anything like that. He was just a doctor. Right. And so, uh, and he had to, uh, you know, talk to me from a perspective, from a doctor to the patient. And I listened to this young man, you know, and he shared, you know, and it, it, I said, if I go anywhere else, I'm going to listen to what they say. <laughs> and so, and because he was younger and I was listening, I said, well, okay. He said, well, you need to do this. And then we talked about my test. And I said, well, I said, I don't typically get coming doctors. Not that I just don't like doctors. I just don't go. Yeah. And But because this young man uh, had or was able to share what a doctor would share, right. you know, and, and just because 
I didn't see a lot of people like him in my community. Right. Don't mean that when I come out there, my expectation, you know, what I would get from another community, I don't get that in my own community. And it was refreshing. And I've always said, I've always said, you know, everything we want, everything we need, God has already placed in us. But sometimes we have to move outside of our comfort zone. We have to move outside our community, just like the tribe. When we talked about, I grew up like this, you know, I'm hunting with you no know, sticks and bricks, you know, but somebody outside, you might have to go outside your community to learn how to hunt with bows and arrows. But don't expect that just because somebody in your community haven't experienced what you experienced, having grew up in the hood like you are, they don't know how to hunt with bows and arrows, that they can't do it. We can do all of that stuff. We right. can we and we should expect the very best. When we got our president, Barack Obama. Right. You know that was that was, that was some of course some guy who as as I like to say I I don't know if he's actually as stupid. I don't know if he's either stupid or he's so smart that he knows how to appear ignorant so that, you know, the people he's talked to be like, yeah, I don't understand it either. It's just like, I don't know if you don't really understand or you're just playing a character for these people that you're trying to placate to. Um, you talking about 45? No, not, not just him. It's just this one guy. He's, 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 He's a guy. He talks real fast, and he's he he talks real fast and seemingly confident to give the illusion that he knows what he's talking about. Where it's like if you were to record it and slow it down and actually look up what he's talking about, like like I said earlier, he he can, right? It's like he knows I uh, he knows enough about this, he knows enough about the subject to give you just enough to think that he's right. But not enough to prove that he's wrong, <laughs> and so um, that's why I'm always big on. Um, there was a, a coworker I used to work with uh, at the airport. Unfortunately, he didn't work there anymore. We would talk about different things. He talked about he had a black friend. He's like, you know, his, his black friend was like, "Well, yeah, you know." He was like, "I don't need, you know, all my superheroes to be black in order for me to get something." I was like, "Okay, but well, that's that's cool for him." But there are some people. Who don't have, who they don't see people who look like them, right. and so they don't think, you know, because they don't see people that look like them doing certain things, you know, for them, it's like, well, the only I can't, I can only do this because that's that's what I see people like me doing. It's like that's fine that he can do that, but there's other people who who don't, and it's it's nice to see people that look like you doing things that you don't regularly see people like you doing. And it's like, and it's only a perspective that somebody that I believe a minority can appreciate because especially and and like I said, the reason I hate it so much with black people is because it is and and it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. When I hear black people it's like, oh, well, I don't vote, you know, it's like no matter who you get, it's a crooked person and yeah. this and this, y'all just doing this and this and this. It's like, so you, it's like, oh, you didn't vote? No, then shut up. It's like you, and they'll talk about, oh, you know, they'll say all this pro black stuff or whatever. And then 
there are just some people who are so it's like the church, like you said earlier, so so spiritual that you can't help what's actually going on. People are so black that they'll attack other black people yeah, yeah. because they're not doing exactly what they, they think. Do. Yeah. And it's a thing that's like you're talking all this pro black stuff, but in the end, at the end of the day, you just turn out to be the ignorant, silent Negro that they want you to be. Yeah. Because when it came time to say something, you didn't, say you didn't show up. Yeah. So you did everything they wanted you to do. Yeah. It's like you can have all these marches. When it came down to putting something in place, putting some people who I don't agree with this legislation. Okay, so if it comes time to put it in the books, if you're not voting for it, then you doing all this other stuff don't mean nothing. Can can I say this? Because yeah. you're absolutely right. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm be brief. It's just like saying, you no, know, we get mad. And we go down and we tell, give people peace of our mind, and we write, but we don't write it down. So after you give it peace of your mind, nobody remembers it. And so that's why you know we have to learn to write down our complaint and submit it. And, you know, follow the rules. When we don't want to follow the rules, I mean, it may not be our rules, but if you learn to play the rule, they'll do what they, you know. If you have to, okay, write it down. Or go vote. Okay, I'm gonna go back, and we be consistent. I know it's, it's some bad stuff that messes us up. I know there's some. But we have to make it work for but us. But we got to make it work for us. And, and here's another way. The, the, the last thing, it, it, like when I talked about that 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 black doctor and things right. like that. It, but I you know I didn't grow up seeing it in my community. But there's plenty of them outside our community. You right. got and, 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 and some folks won't make it out of the community. That's all the world they need. And so some some folks make it out. They make it to college because of whatever blessing that God got. Get a scholarship. You shouldn't have got one. You bet you got out. And you can see that stuff. It's, I think part of the responsibility is when you've been blessed to come back that, and share that blessing. To I was going to mention that. It's like it's not just it shouldn't just be too to make it and then move out the neighborhood. Yes. It is a lot of black people, a lot, a, a lot of misconception is, oh, they just want free stuff. It's like, no, we don't, we don't necessarily, we're not saying that the outcome is guaranteed, but we at least want the same opportunity. That's it. You, you're, you're running. If you're running a race, but you make 30% of people start back here, then don't say nothing when those 30% keep getting you know when, when when they take when they take longer to run the race, yeah. and then and then if one of the thirty just happened to win, just be like, well, he did it. It's like he did it in spite of. Oh, yeah. Don't 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 say because this one person did it. Oh well, look at Oprah. Okay, Oprah is compared to who? Right. Not everybody can be Oprah. That's right. That's right. It's like we don't. It's like we don't want everything. We don't want it to be handed to us. Just stop smacking. The, just stop smacking the stuff out of our hand to begin with. Stop acting like we're starting at the same spot, and 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 it's like, and we're not. Stop acting like we have the same resource. We just want the same. We want the same type of resource. We just want the same opportunity to do it. We've already know we can because we when we don't have the same opportunity and we rise above opportunity and resource. Right. Because they'll say we'll give you opportunity in our school. I saw you. In our school, in the inner city school, we didn't have the same books that they had. You know, they said, "Well, you got, we got same. We're gonna teach you the same thing, but we got the older book. It's just like that. Anything that's written down, you know, as soon as it's written, it's obsolete because 
things have changed. Laws have changed. Right. That's why. And so now everything is on computers. They learn. They get information off computers. But guess what? You go into the inner city schools. They don't have them. Right. They don't have. They got the books now. It's all obsolete. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a lot. We need opportunity and the same resources. And so when I get it, I'm competing on a level playing field. And it's really not level because because the people that's hiring don't look like us. And then it goes back to our environment. People tend to go and gravitate what's familiar to them. Right. And I'm not beating them up on there, you know, you know, and that's what we but we gotta get past that. That's right. why we have to think outside of our own community. We have to open doors for people who are different. I'm talking about us. You know, we miss we probably got great minds that could have solved cancer and things like that, but they haven't had the opportunity or the resources because when the fact of the matter is when uh, those that broke out, they made those inventions so they can survive. We learned how to survive off little stuff. We ought to know, we know how to make, that's how Benjamin Banneker made all of those inventions that he did, you know, and stuff like that. That's because we have gotten to the point where we had to adapt and survive, and we got great minds, you know, but we don't have to always have the same the opportunity and resources. Go ahead and say it. Don't, don't say it. <laughs> you said you were talking about the resources, and when we think about it even now in the schools where the kids don't learn how to write their names anymore, that's a resource. Right. You see what I'm saying? That doesn't cost you anything. That's so that you're actually taken away so that we can feel less than. You right. see what I'm saying? Because you're teaching that in the private school. You're right. teaching the children everything that they need in private school. But we said, no, if you give them the same opportunity that you've given uh, our children, then what's going to happen is they're going to compete and they go, these children are going to lose their job. No, it's not even that. It's that they'll be on the same level. They'll be on the same plane. You right. see what I'm saying? So you, the reason why you do that is because you want yours to feel greater than and ours to feel less than. And so it really takes us, where it says it takes a village to raise a child, it really does take us to be able to help our children. I have four grandchildren now. I want all of them to be able to read and write. I want all of them to be able to learn how to write in cursive. You see what I'm saying? And and it's and it's funny that just that basic thing, somebody would say that like, oh, well, she's you know, she don't need that, right? Or or they would think that you're, you know, something's wrong with you just asking, just that basic thing to Thanks. be able to write in cursive. Um, I, I had a, a class today at work. We still had to write with something. We still had to sign something. Right. We still, you know, the only thing they can sign is an X. What does that remind you? slavery stuff just just mark yourself out it's like you know it's like no we write initials you sign your name like in cursive like you know i i pick up something from my mom years ago that i just always do you know when i'm whenever i print i'll you know put my first and last name when i sign something i i am mindful to put my middle initial for whatever just to say it's like this is you know when you see me sign something it will always be carl T Liggins. It would be, you know, wow. it just 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 as something was like, you know, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Like if you see this anywhere else, it's not me. Mm-hmm. You know, just 
I know that's right. Right. And just and just a little thing that you know, it's like why would you take that away? Right. And my thing is the a gripe that's always got me is we work hard, we get a scholarship. It's like, oh, you know, well, they're the token hire, they're the affirmative action. How'd you get here? Oh, my granddad went here. It's like, so what's the difference between it's like and this thing like you know, is is and and what kills me the people's like, oh, I'm not racist, I'm not so and so. It's like, but you assume that the only reason that I got here was because of uh some something else. Like I remember I was talking to somebody online and I'm I'm a wrestling fan. And I was like, was talking there was a black wrestler last year, he finally they finally let him win the, the big title. It was like, you know, oh we we like we can't remember ever having a black champion. And it's like, well, there's not as many black wrestlers. It's like, what does it have to do with them? It's like, but there have been many that a lot of fans would say it would have been nice if this person was a world champion because it, it means something, you know. And, and somebody was like, but he's had all these tag title things. And this is like, but that's not the world title. That's tag. That's what somebody else is like. That's nice. It's good. But there's a certain asterisk when you say this person is a world champion and I was like you know this person was good I wish he would have and the person was like well you know I don't think it's right just to say that you want somebody to do it just because they're black and I said and I replied what makes you right and I replied what makes you assume that I don't think that they're talented as well I want them to do it because they're good and they're black and I and I don't see any black people doing things anyway, it would be nice to see this thing. I said, why would you assume that that's the only that because they're black is like, I just want anybody to do it. Cause they're black. Right. It's like, it's like no, you have to be black and good. Yeah. And that's the thing with us. We, we are not allowed the opportunity to be mediocre. Think about all, think about music wise or entertainment wise. Think about how many mediocre, I don't care what you say, Elvis, even in his time, was not as, you know, he was influential. Why? Because he took stuff from blues. He took stuff from black people, did it to white people, and they just lost their mind. He was doing things that black people were doing, but white people didn't want Black. The white people didn't want young black kids seeing them doing it and being like, "No, so we're gonna what they always do they take they take it, put it over here and act like, oh, this is something new. Yeah. We've been doing this for decades and this right Kim Kardashian is like even my, before her right. Dirk did it. Right. They, and they start talking about that, you know. And but you know what? And, and you said this. And I want to say this. And, I, and I, this last thing I'm gonna say. You know, uh, we 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 can we agree that we probably need to uh, give our children better advice than this advice here. Uh, we tell them to uh, go to school, make a grade, so you can get a good job. Mm-hmm. Can can we can we agree that? The the tag for that because that's what you hear all day. You got to go to school and you got to get these good grades so you can get a good job. And I let's say, that's gone. you know, you know, and, 
you know, here's the thing. You know, I do want you to go to school. I do want you I to get I do want you to make good grades. But I, that, but I don't want you to just do that so you can get a good job and work for somebody else and make them yeah, rich. No. I want you to be a creator of wealth. We are the head and not the tail. We are. We got to change our mindset that when we come out, folks going to work for us. We're going to hire people. We're going to do stuff. We don't even go into the mindset. We go into the mindset, I'm going to go, I'm going to do all this work so that I can be uh, something for somebody else and lift them and, 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 and make them even more wealthier. We don't even think about when I come out of here, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to start this business and I'm going to have people working with me and I'm going to, we, we, we got to change that narrative in the mind. And we got to start when they very little. You know what, baby? You're going to own this. We got to start telling them when they little bitty babies, you know, that you can do this. You can do this, you know. And set them up. Yeah, right. and, and, and position them. Yeah. The thing, okay, how do you do it? Okay, get some folks to work for you. And do it right. And do right. it that's, that's That's the something like I said. Support black, but you have do to be right. you have to be good too. Mm-hmm. Don't just say, oh, come on. Just black. It's like, no, you yeah, have to bro. like no, you think like, why? Like I wouldn't I wouldn't take I wouldn't take this from anybody else, but why I'm not gonna take it just because you're black. If anything else. I'm going to want you to do even better to to represent, we gotta, represent us. Because the, the other, you know, is like I said, it's a double-edged sword. Because not only do, do we want to push black people, but also we have to not only do you have to be good just, just for goodness sake, but you have to be good to combat the negative that's out there. Yeah. As to, to go back around to the first topic, like you said, you have to be a good pastor, not just because that's what you're supposed to do. You have to be a good pastor in in regards of all the bad pastors out there. Can, 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 can you, you, thank you. When I, when I first started uh, preaching, you remember when we were in you know, the first church, and I was excited about you know, sharing the word of God. And I remember going to different events with these pastors were and listening to some of what they said and what they thought about the people. It almost ran me off. Mm. And then, but it's the same thing that I thought when I married my wife, I knew who I was in my heart. And I'd seen some folks that would take advantage of good people. And when I saw my wife, I said, she is a good person. I love, she got a beautiful heart. And I said, I would never do that. And I made it my business to convince her that I'm going to treat you right. And if many more pastors would do this, instead of looking and say, well, they getting over on this and they getting away with this, then I'm going to do it too. As opposed to saying, no, that's not right. I, my job is to love God's people. Irregardless what they doing over there, irregardless what they even going what they are used to, because sometimes abused people are abused. used to being abused, and when you start coming in loving people from that point, they think something wrong with you. Tell right? about we, your thing this year. The uh, uh, the thing for this year 
is trust the vision because love wins. And the reason why is that, you know, uh, God wants us to be blessed. You know, he said all the stuff you know, we talked about out of Habakkuk, he said, write the vision and make it plain, write it on tablet so those that hear it will run to it. And so if you tell them that God loves you and he wants you to have life and have life abundantly, he wants to be a blessing, he wants you to be a blessing, then you got to say, well, I have to have that. And how do you get that? You got to trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And he said then, uh, he said, if you trust me, I'll put my spirit in your heart. And then God said, the Father and Son are one, right? And, and the Holy Ghost is one. He's a spirit. Those that worship must worship in spirit and truth. If God is love, love lives in your mm-hmm. heart, you got to then trust the vision. Love's going to win, no matter what it looks like. And, you know, when I go back to the same thing, people who've been hurt, hurt people. And, and, and since they hurt people, and you come and try to love them, they don't understand. They used to abuse. Right. They and they want to hurt you. And they, and they want to hurt you. Yeah. And they think it's all right. And they don't accept it. And they don't believe that anybody can be loving. And the and that's the that's the thing that the enemy has rehearsed in our mind over and over Even again. in our people. Even our people. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. In our churches, you know, every you got some crooked preachers. I'm not gonna go there. Every every preacher ain't crooked. You know, you, black men sort of like every black man ain't like that. You know, we, you know, every woman that's out there that made a mistake and everybody can recover. Just because they made one mistake, we are not the sum total of our past or our experience or the experience of somebody else. God has made us fearfully and wonderfully made. And when he gets to hold you, yes, we can make a new. difference. Yes, we're brand new. And, you know, so and when God put people in your life, you got to accept them for what they are. If they are not walking right, let them go. If they're trying to love them, you got to know what love feels like. And so that's why we literally, the first lady and I, we we, I think I don't care what it is. You got to know what love is. We tell you, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not boastful. Love is these are what love is. And so, even when we get these negative attacks, we still try to do it. When people talk about stabbers in the back, we got a lot. We pull the knife out of each other's back, and we we pack it up <laughs> and we say, "Go on and love anyway." We figure that God is going to put more into us yeah. to help us do that, but. People who have been abused, you go to some churches and some of the preachers have treated them so bad, they don't trust nobody. And then you get somebody, you've been in relationship, we've seen relationship where the, the, the woman, the man has been abused so much, the next person that comes along, they're going to treat them terrible. And so, but what do you do? Do you just keep running away from it? We can't keep running away from every bad situation. We got to hang in there. And I believe that God gave us enough strength to afford us to hang on in there till we can make a difference. And in regards, some people, as far as relationships, some some people will get in relationships and they'd be like abusive relationships and they've been in so long that they, that they, they have their mind, it's like, well, you know, don't really love nobody unless you're doing so, 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 so. It's like, you ain't got to put your hands on nobody to show that you love them. You don't have to do these things to show that you love somebody. Like, that's not, that's not love. And, and that's what they see. Right. And also, like what you're saying, hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. As you say, well, I'm hurt. If I hurt other people around me, then I'm not as weird for being the hurt one. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's it's easier for some people. It's easier 
to bring everybody else down wow. to your level than then try to try to lift back up. And some people, um, that just said some people are right. Some people are so used to, you know, being a certain way that it's like somebody I think it's so odd. You can walk around with a you know, look in your face, but like, what's wrong with you? Monday. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody come up smiling. What you smiling about? We are more suspicious of people who are in a good mood. Yeah. And and suspicious of it. And I find it funny, like you said, to, to trust the vision, trust love. We will try the right thing once. Mm-hmm. And we'll run into a, a, a roadblock and then we'll just say forget it. But we'll keep trying the wrong thing over and over and over. Be like, I'm gonna get this as like well, it work. it's like, well, why don't you try this? I tried that before it didn't work. It's like, but you keep trying this way, and it's like it's, it's like it's like, did it not work or did it just get harder than what you were willing to work through? Yeah. Like wow. a lot of a lot of, to hold on to that place. <laughs> like, wow, that's, that's exactly what I want us to know. It's, it's, and it's like, you know, a lot of there's a reason I hate romantic movies. Because they always come to a part to where uh, either they fall in love with somebody over a weekend and <laughs> or you know they're 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 two people oh it's they they have this this horrible version of what they what Hollywood tries to tell us love is and it's the thing of oh okay they're 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 loving each other to have a thing they're you know, courting there, and then it comes to the point to where it's the part of the movie to where they have a fight and they break up and they come back together. Nine point nine times out of ten, it's something that if they would just talk to each other, yeah. this could be out. what what and most of whatever they broke up with is not even worth it. That's right. To my thing is like then that's not really love. If you if you love this person but you can't have a conversation with them. Or something happens and your mind immediately goes to, well, this is something I need to break up with. Instead of trusting that the person I'm with, I supposedly know you, so I should know that whatever you're doing is not out of malice. But they have this thing to work and is where, you know, if you have a fight, that means that you don't love. Like, no, I don't agree with everything I do and say every day. (laughs) There's always something I'm like, I wish I had done that differently. So why would I expect to agree with another person who has a past, another person who has a set of experiences? Juanita and I have been married 10 years. I don't know what Juanita goes through. She may tell me, she may tell about some costs that she has to work, but I don't know everything that she, we have two different ideas about things. We come together on things and we, but you, you have to make it work. Um, and one thing I talk about, people people complain about the results that they didn't work hard enough to get. I want to get this business. I want to lose. I want to do this. I want to do that. It's like, well, how hard are you willing to work for it? Because some stuff that we say we want is like certain, certain dreams that you have, certain things that I want, that I, even myself, I want to do I wanted to do this, or at least I thought I did. Did I actually work hard enough uh, to do it? Did my dream die or did I kill it? 
Did my dream get away from her, or was I not chasing it to begin with? My dream died, did I kill it? Did my dream get away from her, or did I keep chasing it? Right. It's like, it's like, what are you? Are you willing to put in? That's why I'll make New Year's resolution. Because, like, why, why lie to myself? It's like I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do it because that's what I actually want to. Instead of oh, it's a new year. It's like, it's, it's like the rest of the year ain't promised to you. So if you're gonna do it. Start now. Right. Just because we're Christian, just because we follow God, does not mean that everything is going to be easy for you. It is not right. It is not. God is not a get out of jail free card to where you're like, oh, God, you know, just it's like, as you say, you know, take up your cross and follow me now. okay, you say you want to do this business. okay, there's going to be some troubles coming with this business. Now, are you going to trust me as you say you do and keep going through? Are you going to crap out halfway through? I know the answer. You think you know the answer. So until I know that you're ready, until you show me that you're ready, this is <clears throat> I'm not even going to bother opening up these doors that you're not going to bother going through. Why would I bring no, you to the door? Quit. And that's why he says in James 6 and 9, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap the harvest that's, that's if Galatians. you faint not. Galatians yeah, 6 yeah. and 9. Right, like People, farmers, they do all this work because they know there's something, there's a harvest coming. Mm. A lot of times, and I, I talk uh, a lot of a lot of younger uh, people that I meet and talk to, um, and just thing like people. Uh, there's a young gentleman uh, I got listened to my show. I talk about, you know, he talked about, you know, some people of past relationships, and I say some people. It's not, it's not just females, it's males. Some people, they want, as, as I say, they want a boss. They want somebody who's already at the level. It's like some people want somebody, but they don't want to endure everything that it takes to reach that level. You want to come in when the product's already done and then, and then expect to be like, oh, I'm going to come in when they're doing this. And, right. And, and then and then they, they, want to, they want to reap the harvest Without planning anything. That's right. And it's like, why are you deserving of this? That's right. You so you want to benefit from somebody else's hard work without putting in the time or effort. And it's just like, why? Who are you to say that I deserve why? Why aren't you working for your own harvest? Now that's powerful because when you think about the church, that's where we started. And you're saying that okay, we want to build this church. Right. Right. But you gotta have people that's gonna come in and help build it. Right. If they saying that they want the church to be right and to be righteousness, you gotta have the right. You can have a great leader, but if you don't have no people that's gonna help build the foundation, or you can have the great people, but if you don't have the great leader, you see what I'm saying? Right. They gotta work together, and and then I love that that quote, the thing that is given, love wins. Right. It does because he says that love conquers all. It covers a multitude of faults. So it doesn't, 
It doesn't want us to focus on what we don't have, or what we're inadequate of, or our our failures. Where you are now. Where you are now. Where you going That's why he said, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Once you start changing your mind, then everything else around you can change. I I want to just say that both of y'all articulated that vision. Don't give up. Don't give up. That was good. Don't get yeah. You boy, you go. Man, you gonna be tapping just the 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 guy that I, I, the community. He's oh, yeah, it is. We're gonna wrap up. I kept y'all for far too long. Um, guy Kevin said he's he's a, he's a comedian. He he doesn't like to call himself a Christian comedian because he he just he's just a comedian. He just you know his his material just happens to be he doesn't cuss or not. Um. On his on his podcast, um, he likes to he'll do like little three minute sermons, like he'll joke around. But he'll he'll take it's funny because I'll have to send you a video because he'll take something and he'll preach on it, and it'll be funny. But then you will be like, that actually makes sense because <laughs> they they talked about the new Aladdin movie. He talked about he he said uh, talked about Aladdin. He he was like you know he was like uh, he said Aladdin was the prince. Like uh, you know, Aladdin was the prince that he always wanted to be. He's like, he's like, he's like, watch this, watch this. He's like, you would notice nothing changed. Aladdin never changed in the in the story. He was always the prince inside that he wanted to be. He said nothing changed, but his attitude, but his uh, his altitude. He's like the city stayed the same. He got in the carpet and he was elevated so he could see it differently. Wow. Like his mindset was different. He, and it was like it was like that was actually he, he was like he said he said you know the world would have you think that it's all the nice lotions and all this other stuff that they have you think it's like but it's really your character it's like you have to change your mind if you if you condition your mind and your body will follow if you condition your mind to Boy, to understand what you want because a lot of times people. Our bodies can do things that we don't we don't even know that we could do because our mind was determined to do something. Mm-hmm. Our mind was, you know, you, you hear all these stories about mothers lifting cars because yeah, yeah. they were determined to do something. And um as as we were saying in a church, you know, people have to be determined. Yes. And you have to have people, but you also have to have the right people. I was I was telling Juanita um, with my podcast, I don't have a lot of people. Like I would like a big number of people to to listen and respond. It's like, or or to 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 listen. I was like, but I would rather have thirty people who are active and give me feedback and go back and forth. Than three hundred who don't respond to me at all, and I think in church it's good to have. You can have a big church, but not people doing anything. They're just there filling the seats. It's like okay, it's like you know, the the collection plate ain't no bigger than if we had fifty, but you have twenty five, and they are active. They're giving their time. They're giving their energy, and you're prospering. And that that was another thing. Um, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna let you go. In that, 
we also have to condition ourselves on trying to think about exactly what is what is your goal. Because um, that guy I was talking about, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, is not just about being right. It's about being effective. Mm-hmm. How effective are you? Mm-hmm. You could be right about something, but if you're not, if you're not getting a point across, then, then, then who cares? You could be right all day long, but if the people are not internalizing what you're talking about, then it doesn't matter. If you have 300 people, but they're just there, are you being effective? And so, the um, as as far as uh, church goes. We have people who who come and who are active and who are giving their time, giving their effort, and the church is growing. Now, are we as big as they church? No. I didn't tell you to be as big as they church. I just told you to grow the church. Your and, and you their race is not your race. Their success is not your success. I didn't I didn't I didn't create you to be that person. I created you to be you. What is your goal? The end of all my podcasts, I end with something that my dad told me. Don't be so busy proving your point that you forget your purpose. <laughs> I end all of my podcasts with this. And I if one you end up making a, a sign of it, I'm one day I'm gonna make a shirt of it. What is your point? Or no, sorry. Well, so what is your purpose? You if you're getting an argument with somebody, your purpose could be to convince them of something and they can say something and make you mad. And so you end up hammering down your point. Okay, you done hammered your point, but now they don't want to listen to you and they left. Your purpose was to convince them of something to lead you, to, to guide them somewhere. But because you were so busy trying to get your point across, the purpose was lost. So you're not effective in what you were trying to do. Your purpose is to to build up a church, you know, the people, not just the building, but but the people. If you don't get no more than 25 people in your congregation, as long as those people are growing spiritually, as long as they're having an effect outside the church, then that's the point. Then you're then you're winning your success. You know, success looks different in so many different to, to so many different people. Success you know, um, a, a small business doing 500000 a year, that could be great to them. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't, not everybody has to be Walmart. Not everybody has to be the biggest person. Not everybody, like you say, you know, God raises a leader. One, Not a group of leaders, one leader. You raise a one leader, you could be the person, as long as you're the person who could be helping. Fulfill your purpose. Fulfill your purpose and you know to to whatever whatever your purpose is do that so you can fulfill it so that you can be effective so that you can win so everybody can win and as as you were saying about things god will give you the things of your heart once we get our mindset to what god wants then we don't have to worry about oh well you know so and so got this and he gets materialistic if you get your mindset right attuned to what God want when you fix things in yourself and as I'm still trying to do then what then it would be I'll put this when you attune your mind to the will of God 
then what you want will align with what he wants for you. That's it. So then it's not, so then that's not a, there's not room for you to be like, oh, I want this. It's like, well, that's not what God has for you. If you tune yourself to what he wants for you, what he wants for you, when you think about it, is really what you want for yourself. But we just have to say fight for that that flesh is like, you know, we're we're so used to seeing people do it the other way that we we have conditioned ourselves to think that's the only way to do it. And then when we see people do it the right way, we think, oh, well, he must be doing something else. Hmm. I, 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 love, I love that last thing you said. You so enamored, so focused on proving our point. Excuse me, it's your purpose. Yeah, that's... And your explanation is built upon that. That blessed me. Yeah. yeah. He thought we came for him, but Ooh, actually you were saying stuff for us. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, you both. Yeah. God, yeah, you always do that. You are a wonderful man of God that God Amen. has just put the right stuff in you that be a blessing. So I'm excited about it. But we you guys have to go. Yeah. I appreciate my guests for coming because I there's a whole other subject I want to talk about, but we won't have time for that right now. <laughs> hope, hope, hopefully on, on another date. Uh, but thank you all for tuning in. Let me know your, your thoughts. Uh, you can reach me on Instagram and Twitter, Bold Expressions at BLD Expressions. Once again, that is Twitter and Instagram, BLD Expressions. Uh, you can email me on my email, ctl6985 at gmail.com. Thank you to all my international listeners. Uh, let me know what you think. Um, like, share, subscribe, wherever you find this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Please rate me to be able to put me in the search engines more. Have a good day, good morning, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. And as always, don't forget to don't be so busy proving your point that you forget your purpose.